Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Hartz, and today we continue our 10-question series with a very special guest, six-year NFL veteran. You've seen him with the 49ers, Seahawks, Bears, most recently the Panthers, and next season the Falcons, number 28 in your programs, and number one in your hearts, running back Mike Davis. Mike, happy offseason, man. Thanks for the time. Man, thank you, man. It's, it's, it's an honor to be on here. Uh, great offseason so far. Can't complain. You uh you took over Twitter, man, with that uh with that quad tweet. Did you realize like how big of a deal that kind of just was to everybody out here? Man, I had no idea that tweet. <laughs> but I, I I mean, to be honest, I think all running backs have big legs, but all of a sudden people see my legs now and be like, oh, it's like he had big, I've always had big legs, but I guess people now noticing it. <laughs> That's gotta be a nightmare trying to find jeans, man. Oh, it most definitely is a nightmare buying jeans. It's it's like I find the perfect pair of jeans and then next thing you know, they, they just don't fit anymore. I had the smallest problem with that in high school football, but you know, luckily now I'm just a writer. I wear sweatpants all damn day, like a scrub. So Mike, great stuff. I want to start kind of towards the beginning of your NFL career because, you know, I thought you flashed in Seattle, but you, you bounced around a lot of teams. Like how hard was that just to stay motivated, you know, kind of going from team to team there for a bit without kind of having that starting a uh, gig all secured, you know, at any one spot. Um, it was, it was really frustrating to say the most, um, you know, Stan Fran, uh, I would say Ricky, I didn't think, um, I didn't know what, you know, what hard work was, you know, like once I got drafted, I, I kind of felt like, you know, like I made it, I didn't have to work any hard, you know, as hard as I did. In and, um, it's just like, once I got to the league, man, it was just like, everything was spinning. Um, nothing went my way. And I mean, absolutely nothing went my way in San Fran. Like, um, guys came in, um, my first game actually, uh, playing, I think Carlos got hurt. My first game actually playing, playing, playing in San Fran, I broke my hand. And, um, the next year, like it was just new coach after new coach. So they're bringing their guys in who they liked. Um, so that was, it was pretty tough. And then Kyle Shanahan came in, I was there for a couple of weeks. Um, and then I got cut there with them, but that one, that cut there was the one that was like, it was like, I opened like, like I ain't even get a chance playing in the field. Uh, my career is over. And it just like, ever since that cut, like it, it stood with me. So okay. wake up call. It's good. The one that the one, when I got cut from the 49 was the one that was like, like you gotta, you gotta get your stuff together, and it, it re like that one really hurt me. Like I've, I've never had like bro heart, but that one like hurt me to the core, and it, it really changed my career. Man, yeah, I can't even imagine that. You know, credit to you for again persevering because that I know you really broke on the scene uh, last year in a lot of people's minds. But I remember catching you in some of those Seahawks years. I mean, I remember like, it was the Eagles and Jaguars games. I was like, damn, I don't know who this guy is making yeah. all these dudes miss. But you know, certainly flashed there. I did want to ask you one thing about those 49ers days because I did. I was looking at the roster and I noticed you got to play with Reggie freaking Bush at least you know for yeah. a little bit. Now we're both 28. Growing up for me, man, with all due respect to Oklahoma Adrian Peterson, I don't know. I thought Reggie. He was the best college football tailback, you know, from 2000 on. Was he your favorite player growing up? Or like, who did you kind of side with from that era? Uh, my favorite running back growing up is crazy. And the reason why I wear 28 is, um, is Marshall fault. That's why I would, um, 
you know, I was all my life. I grew up playing defense. So, um, my brother played running back James Davis and, um, I saw this clip of Marshall Falk. He was running. I, I think they were playing against Cleveland. And he kind of stopped. He didn't, the guy was coming. He didn't even look his way. He just stopped. Then a guy like ran past him. And ever since then, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to play running back. <laughs> and then I wore 28 ever since. If you want me to go between Reggie Bush and Adrian Peterson, college or NFL? Just college. College, I'm going to have to go to Reggie Bush. Yeah. Nothing like it, man. You said the stop that, you know, Falk had. It's obviously the one that Reggie had where he went, then went back, yeah. all the way back across the field. Awfully yeah. iconic as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That the one we rocking. Was that Fresno State? Yeah, I think Fresno State. I was trying to think who it was, but I, I think you nailed it, man. All right. Want to stay here in college glory days for just a second because one guy that I really think people our age probably, I, I hope they remember him, man, but Marcus Lattimore, your teammate, one of the most hyped high school recruits ever, and we just didn't get to see him in the NFL. I tweeted last week that I wish God could turn off injuries just because of guys like him. And we could have seen him reach his full potential. Do you have any like practice stories or just, you know, memories from working with uh, Marcus? Because again, man, it's, it's a shame he couldn't get in the NFL because just in terms of, you know, where he looked like he was going, you know, when he started his career, South Carolina, like I said, just a shame. Yeah. So with Marcus Lattimore, so there's it's so much with him. Like he, like there were, it was times where it's like, man, like I wanted to like give up, but like even like training, like I work out with him and he had just, it was just one day he was like, man, he was like, like, don't ever give up. Like I'm, I'm hurting just like you hurting, but I'm not giving up. And that like stuck with me, but I wish people knew like, how genuine and how good of a person Marcus Lattimore is. Like some people see like that he was like really good on the field, but it wasn't just that. Like Lat was a, a genuinely good person. And like he would give anybody like the last shirt in his back. I mean, I remember it was times like I like I didn't have any money. Nobody has money in college, but he looked out for me. And it's just and he he would legit help like anybody. And you know, it was, I just felt like you don't get too many of those people. Like, you know, everybody say, you know, they type of, this type of person and there's, you know, it's a background to it, but he's like this all the time. And for him to be, to be a rod of his NFL career, man, that, 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 it really hurts. And is it really hurt me too. Cause I was right there. Like when it happened. So man, it was, it was just terrifying. And I, I he was a, he was a genuinely great person. He, he, he worked the hardest and I know he would have killed it in the NFL. Certainly would have. And, you know, ha happy to see you at least, you know, just again, taking some of these lessons, man, just working your ass off to, uh, you know, just do what you can with your opportunities. Fun time reminiscing. I want to get a little bit closer now to uh, present day. So last season, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt at the end of week two and you become the starter. And look, Everyone knows Christian's awesome. They don't, he was playing 90% like plus snaps, basically all the years on before that you never have to take him off the field. And you basically got that same role, man. I mean, it wasn't quite the same every snap thing, but clearly, I mean, they trusted you to work on all three downs. Is that something you've always prided yourself on just being someone that they don't have to take you off the field unless you know uh, you're tired or whatever. I mean, I, I've always wanted to pride myself on that. Uh, I know, I noticed uh, people like to have like, this categorize uh first and second down back and then the third down back. Um it goes back to college with uh Spurrier. Um he wouldn't have you on the field if you couldn't catch. So that was something that, you know, at South Carolina, like 
If you couldn't catch, you wasn't going to play running back. Okay. So I never had any problems with catching. And when I was in Seattle, uh, it was me and Chris Carson and he'd have first, second down. I have third down, you know, all blitz protection. So, you know, blitz protection and passing situations, two minute. I did most of that when I was in Seattle. So I was already considered a first and second down back. I could do third down as well. So it was just, just something that I guess I added on to. Yeah. That's awesome. Spurrier kind of set you guys up like that. We see something like AJ Dillon, for example, like, we don't know really if he can catch or not catch just because he played at Boston college where they never throw the ball to the running back. So, uh, you know, sometimes harder to kind of figure that out with certain guys, but you know, main reason I brought that up, man, is because in the weird game that we play called fantasy football, you know, running backs that do catch passes, just, you know, soar to the top and that did help you be a top 12 running back last year, man. And I was just wondering, like, do you, I guess, I'm, I know you'll do whatever coach wants you to do and land on all that, but are you anticipating being out there on most, on most pass downs this year? Um, I mean, I have no idea yet. I mean, and we haven't got fully into the playbook yet, okay. but, um, you never know. Um, I hope I can get out there. I might be out there. I might not. You just never. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. So I was writing about you last week and fantasy land. And one crazy stat I found was only Nick Chubb actually averaged more force missed tackles per rush, uh, than you among 47 qualified backs, like you're shifty out there, dude. And you know, it's juke spin truck sticks. You got a lot of different moves, but is there one like at your core that you just feel best about, you know, if you had to pick just, you know, juking someone out or truck sticking them in the open field, like which one would you just, which one do you truly feel best about? It depends. So most of the time I would rather juke somebody that's just point blank, okay. but it, if I'm pissed off, I'm angry. If I don't like the team or the players on that team, I would prefer to run you over. Put that shoulder down, man. They really haven't. I know they made that rule a couple of years ago where running backs couldn't really lower their head and stuff, but they don't really seem to call that too much. That's like more of a defensive rule. It is, but I got, I got fined for uh, Minnesota. Oh man. I got fined Minnesota. I think it was like, $18,000, I got fined for lowering the head, but it happened so fast. Like the guy showed up and I was trying to, I was just trying to, I don't want to say protect myself, but I was trying to brace for contact. Yeah. You don't want to be the nail. Right. And the crown of, you know I mean? My face mask hit his chest and they said it was leading with the crown. So I, I don't know. You know, they're trying to keep the game safe with that, which I respect, but sometimes it's like, come on guys, we're playing football here. We can't fix everything about it. So, all right, Mike, I, I mentioned before, man, last year, people drafted Christian McCaffrey. He got hurt. They were devastated. Hopefully they picked up you because RB 12, despite only getting 12 starts. Are you a fan of fantasy? Like, are you in a league yourself? Or are you just kind of like, you know, you weirdos with the keyboards uh, can do whatever you want. No, I, I wouldn't call anybody a weirdo. I, just, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how fantasy works. I've never really gotten into it. Um, I don't even, I don't, honestly, I have, I have a friend who he would call me, you know, every week and just say, man, I, I have you in my, in my lineup. Um, you're consistent. Like you're going to give me 10 points no matter what. I have no idea what that means, but I, I guess I did. Okay. I have legit 
no idea how fantasy works. All right. Just real quick on the service, man. I wish we had, because fantasy points, they just take, it's your yards times 0.1, your touchdowns times six, and your receptions times one. It's actually a nice little accumulative stat, but people just kind of don't understand fantasy, so we don't tend to get it. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, certainly something that tends to reward running backs like yourself that can catch the passes, because then you're getting... Uh, or yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So whether or not, you know, we've talked in the past, like, should that really, you know, is catching the ball, particularly with some of these, you know, pop passes are given these days, like is Debo Samuel catching the ball six inches from Jimmy Garoppolo, the same as you gaining 10 rushing yards. No, but it's a game we play sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. So, all right. On the Falcons, man. So your new RB coach, Desmond Kitchings, I saw an interview where he apparently tried to recruit you out of NC state and also noted that you're a natural pass catcher. How do you like what you've seen from this new Falcons offense so far? and just working with uh, Kitchings. I mean, we, we said, you know, just having to go from team to team, a lot of new offenses, but I mean, it seems like with, uh, you know, what Arthur Smith and stuff did in Tennessee, at least it's gotta be an exciting time to, I guess, be the, uh, the, uh, proposed feature guy in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, of course it's, it's very exciting because of the stuff Derrick Henry did in Tennessee. So, I mean, any running back, I mean, let's say any running back, wherever coach Smith goes, they're going to be like, you know, like this is my time to shine. But I mean, so far, man, offense is great. Uh, coach Smith is great. Des Kitchens is great. Um, like I said, man, everything's going good so far, man. I can't, I have no complaints. You, uh, I'm just curious, have you written down any goals? I remember back in the day, I think it was like Chad Johnson had his cornerback hit list and stuff every single week. I know Super Bowl is priority number one, you know, team above all, but I just wasn't sure, you know, if there's, you know, just any kind of day-to-day motivators you had out there for yourself. Um, I don't really have, uh, I haven't written down my goals. Yet. That's something like me and, me and my fiance, we go over and we, write our goals and stuff, but I haven't like the seasons. I probably do it like end of July, but, I have <laughs> but school would be nice. Love it, Mary, but that would be nice. Go on and get that. All right, man. I want to ask you about one of your teammates because look, you're awesome, man. But in my, in my Twitter bio, I am the president of the Cordero Patterson fan club. I just love that guy. Some people have the audacity to call him a bust. And it's like, come on. One of the, in my opinion, the greatest kick returner, not punt, but pure kick returner of all time. He can play wide receiver. He can play running back. Have you like had any impressions of him yet, man? Cause again, I'm just, you know, I don't want to fanboy out too much here, but I love what CPAT brings to the table. And I feel like he doesn't get enough respect from the league. No, CP, my dog. I was in Chicago with him. I've been on, uh, I've been on CP for a minute, man, because he's from Rock Hill. He should have went to South Carolina. He ended up going to freaking Tennessee. Um, man, he's he's just a good person, man. All around, he's he just want to win. He want to play. Like he he loves football. He's he's that type of guy. You know, you can you can talk to about anything. You know, he's a he's a family first guy as well. Um, man, all around, man. CP is he a really good person. He's gonna make you laugh, one hundred percent. He had that running stretch uh, last year. Every time the Bears would win, he'd just run up to the camera and kind of whisper, let's go Bears. Yeah, he, yeah trust me. He, he's a good person. He, he comes, everything comes from the heart with him. That's awesome. And that's got to be, you know, fun for you having someone like that in the running back room. Yeah, both of us in, in, uh, in the same room. Yeah, it's, it's most definitely uh, comedy. <laughs> so you explained before you were 28 because of Marshall Falk, which is awesome. How do you feel about these new number rules? I mean, I know you're content with number 28, but it might be a boomer here when I say like, I wish wide receivers would get back to wearing numbers in the eighties. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be different. Uh, the only reason, uh, I w- only people I'll say who probably hate it are probably the quarterbacks 
because now it's, it's going to mess up like situations where we know all linebackers are 50 numbers and have to worry about it. Now we have to worry about what defense alignment were number seven and six. It's, it's going to be a lot. It's going to confuse a lot of people in the beginning, but it's trust me. Quarterbacks are going to hate it. <laughs> That's a good point, man. I didn't think about identifying those numbers and that is probably something, you know, guys must've hated playing Florida state back in the day when they got all these, you know, single digit linebackers running around out there. That's, that's a really good point, man. All right. Awesome stuff. And I just want to now touch on a couple of cool things you've been doing this off season. Uh, you have the Mike Davis foundation of hope. You had a free football camp over at Frederick Douglass high school, giving back to the community, man. It's really awesome. I was wondering if you had just more, ex more explanation about your foundation. I mean, in, in fantasy land, one of the good things about our community here is, you know, we love giving back to you know, some of our favorite players, favorite charities. So, you know, floor is yours. If you just have a few words about it, maybe we can get some donations there. Oh yeah. Uh, my foundation, the Mike Davis foundation of hope. Um, the main goal when I first started off, it was, um, you know, single parent homes. And, um, I started, I think like, uh, like three, four years ago, I think uh, I started a foundation. And, um, now I just, anything in the community, I, I try to help with, um, uh, scholarships. Um, I'll be, I'll be doing those at, uh, Stevenson high school. Um, I just did, uh, the free camp at Frederick Douglass high school, um, and that camp, I just wanted to just show the kids that, you know, I'm from that area. Um, I made it out. You can make it out too. Um, I just want to show them, uh, that we, we have their support. We have their back. And, um, you know, as long as they know they got somebody with them, you know, that's all that, you know, that they need. Um, and basically, man, like I said, um, with the foundation, uh, I'm just legit, just trying to help with legit anything I can. Um, I've already told my uh, community people, anything that comes up, let me know. Um, I try to be on board. Um, I plan on doing a back to school drive, uh, backpack. Um, I'll be doing things on Thanksgiving. Uh, I have a bunch of stuff lined up, man. It's so much. And, um, as far as donations, I have it, uh, I have it, uh, it's like a PayPal type thing is, is in the header on my bio on my Twitter and Instagram, but those are like the only like donation things. Okay. Awesome. And yeah, everyone check that out at Mike Davis RB. I think I saw you were even like giving away some uh, signed jerseys or something like yep. that to help yep. uh, get through with that. So there you go, people promote a, you know, donate to a good cause and maybe just maybe you can get yourself a Jersey one of these days, Mike, thank you so much for the time. Do you have any final thoughts, you know, to the Falcons faithful or just potential fantasy football managers out there? Um, any, I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but I mean, everybody knows how excited I am to be home. Um, I always grew up, you know, a Falcon fan. So it's kind of like personal for me and, uh, you know, I'm glad to be back. So, um, legit would try my best in anything to be ready for the season, whatever, whatever it freaking takes, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Awesome stuff, man. And go, uh, go Hawks, right? Take down the Sixers. I'm going to the, going to the game tonight. Um, taking my fiance and we're going to have a ball. Oh, nice, man. You courtside? Yeah, I am courtside. That's awesome, when man. I was courtside last game. <laughs> um, one seat behind it. <laughs> Close enough, man. I've never been higher than those nosebleeds, so I am jealous <laughs> enough.
<laughs> nah, man, it's going to be a good time. Awesome, man. Well, go Hawks. Again, thank you, Mike. People, remember, Mike, Mike Davis Foundation of Hope over at Mike Davis RB. Raise money for a good cause. Why not? Fantastic stuff, Mike. We're really looking forward to seeing you with the Falcons this year. Wish you all the you know best of luck and success in everything you're doing. That's going to wrap up the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast, everybody. He's Mike Davis. I'm Ian Hartson. Until next time, take care. 